0: Um, Okay, an update now on the situation uh, with Ukraine. The list of sanctions against Russia just continues to grow. I mean, almost daily they add something to it. Um, We've seen dozens of international companies shutting down their operations in that part of the world and leaving. All of it, of course, a result of the Western campaign to apply suffocating economic pressure on Russia to make them change what they're doing in that part of the world. But is it working Not so far, anyway. Let's take a look at that. We're going to chat with Art Wu, who is a senior economist with the Bank of Montreal. Art, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us.
1: Uh, No worries. Happy to be on.
0: So let's just take a look. What is the Russian economy like right now? It's been over two months now of this kind of intense pressure, the economic sanctions, all the rest that we mentioned. Has it worked? What's their economy look like right now?
1: Well, it has worked. Uh, The economy is expected to experience a deep recession this year. I mean, when you look at the forecast, we're, we're looking for the economy, real GDP, which a lot of economists like to focus on. We're looking for it to decline around 10%. That's huge. Uh, compared to the pandemic in 2020, the economy only contracted 2.5%. But I think when you bring up your original points, I think early in, you know, uh, after the war began and, and, the th- and, you know, the West began to impose sanctions, mm-hmm. There was a a thought that maybe the West could engineer a financial crisis. Uh, That hasn't happened. But in terms of the economy, yeah, the Russian economy has experienced pain, but it's always a matter of perspective, how much pain.
0: Yeah, and how much was expected. Why hasn't it been as effective as maybe some Western governments were thinking? I mean, energy is the big one, right? That tap continues to flow.
1: That is exactly it. And that's honestly 70%, 65, 70% of Russian exports. And, you know, some countries like Canada, US, and yes, we're not, we're not buying from them. But the reality is they still have a lot of outlets. So there are places like India, China, and surrounding neighbors that are buying exports, of, you know, buying up natural gas, buying oil. And you've got to remember, Russia's a huge producer of other goods that the world needs. Right. Wheat, nickel, cobalt, you know, the whole green energy transition. So, yeah, that is still, that is still taking place. Another factor, if you would allow know, me, that's really helping uh, to stem the situation is the fact that the, the government slapped on capital controls early on. So this prevents money from flowing out of the country, flowing out of the banking sector. It helps stabilize the ruble. And yeah. that's obviously helped prevent Russia from having, you know, what's known as a sovereign debt default. So that's played a huge role too.
0: Is that why, I mean, because the ruble did tank, but then came right yeah. back and is actually doing quite well now.
1: Yeah, that's right. Two things, capital controls to prevent, you know, locals or you know domestic Russian residents from taking their money abroad. And two, they jacked up interest rates. So, you know, that that provided an incentive to keep money on shore and that's protected the banking system. And so we haven't heard of so-called bank runs, you know, people lining up, lining up outside of banks and saying, hey, I want to get my money out of here and take it somewhere out of Russia.
0: So as you say, um, you know, there was an economic collapse was hoped for or, or whatever the case may be that hasn't really materialized. Now we're hearing the EU saying we have a six-month plan to get off of Russian oil. So maybe they've changed the parameters here a bit here, Art. Um, if they manage to do that, that would be a real nail in the coffin for Russia if they can move Europe off of Russian energy, right?
1: It's uh, so hard to say. So look, clearly it's, it's, it's uh, a good measure from Europe's perspective. They want to push Russia, uh, you know, put more pressure on the economy. So they want to sanction, obviously, oil. Get get off oil by the end of the year, both crude oil and refined products. But the reality is, if somebody else is still buying, that's still providing relief to Russia. Now they may not be able to sell it at the same price, and we know that's the case. Their benchmark oil is selling probably at a thirty dollar discount to Brent or WTI, uh, West Texas Intermediate, the North American benchmark. So that's helping. So unless others stop buying there's still relief for Russia.
0: Um, Looking out, though, as you say, you are expecting a pretty large contraction in the Russian economy this year.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt, because the consumer sentiment has been hit. So consumers aren't buying. Inflation's going up. It's up 15 nearly, probably heading towards 20%. So that's eating into real incomes. So that that is a problem. And uh, and as I mentioned, you know, they're not getting the same bang for their buck for their exports because some people aren't buying them. So there is pressure, but it's not an intense pressure that's going to cause an immediate crisis.
0: Uh, Art, thank you so much for the insight. Really appreciate you joining us today.
1: Okay, no problems. Anytime.
0: That is Art Wu. Art is a senior economist with the Bank of Montreal, giving us a breakdown of what the state of the Russian economy is right now and uh, what we may expect it to be um, a little bit later.